0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by BetSperts.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it is the most anticipated podcast of the entire cycle. We get to talk about the 49ers and oh my goodness, are there a lot of ways we could take this because of all of the teams we've covered, I don't think there is any team that has a high that is as high as could win the Super Bowl and a low that is low as could win six games. Is this the broadest range of outcomes for any team in your, in your um, outlook for the 2022 campaign?
0: Are, you, are we starting with the Rams or the Niners? What are you talking here?
1: The Niners.
0: That's the same thing.
1: <laughs> it is actually. Not that crazy. Yeah, no, it, right. is a, it is a wildly, <laughs> wildly similar
0: kind of thing for different reasons. But for different no, you reasons, are you, yeah. are, you are correct. We we are you know, looking at all these things through the lens of coming at it from all the angles and deciding here's what we know, here's what we don't know. And then what we don't know, how much does it matter? And, yeah. you know. Uh, on on the range of things we don't know, like, hey, will this defensive secondary be okay? Will these linebackers be able to cover? Will the coach have a good scheme? Will your quarterback be any good? <laughs> is one with a bullet? I mean, there is, there is some big ranges based on some of the new coaches and new spots, but boy, it is a guy that we saw start, what, two games, didn't get a lot of action. I was disappointed by that. I, I think we said that in the preseason last year. Where I said, they took him at three. They're not going to just not use him, right? And yeah. hey, I guess uh, th- that's mm. a thing. And mm. I mean, if we want to go to another theme between these two teams, the Ram and the Niners, maybe uh, taking somebody at the three isn't as valuable as we all thought because, boy, Les Sneed doesn't think draft picks matter. So. I guess nobody has to think the draft picks matter, but they did take him super high, so it always felt like, "Hey, this is the plan." And to be honest, like just, and we're starting here with twenty twenty one, so we might as well talk about it. This team probably should have been in the Super Bowl. Like it came down to a, what a dropped pick and a really, really pussy ass punt, yeah. and they should have, they they should have, could have, would have, uh, you know, there's a lot of what's ifs, if spots, candies, nuts, Merry Christmas in the Bay, but it's, it's a team that got hot late, played well, had some fun surprises. Again, the, the Debo and cup aren't the same, but both these teams had a receiver, just holy shit. This guy's good this year kind of thing. And the defense, again, injuries, Seemed to be a thing. What what team were we talking about that it was the Rams? That's the that's the the huge divergence between these two teams. The Rams injury luck is infinitely crazy good. Yep. And uh basically the Niners are the you know William H. Macy and the cooler. Like they <laughs> they had decent injury luck for them last year where it wasn't like for them. <laughs> for them and they were still yeah. top five in injury luck for the bad but they didn't have like massive clusters at every spot you know it was it, it, am I crazy for saying like the injury luck was kind of spread out and then when they did have bad injury luck people stepped in you know you're you're starting running back um blows out whatever it is he blew out right away well we have the sixth round pick that's just going to come in and play really good so maybe it, it was injury luck counteracted by roster luck because the same thing we we had some we had some dings at the wide receiver spot and later again at the running back spot and it's funny the same guy kind of does because if you said hey here's Devo Samuel and we'd love to get more out of him this year and I said what if I told you he's gonna have 1400 yards receiving I'd be like Fucking, I'd shake your hand kiss your mouth and take it now, of course like yeah you know, what if i also told you he's gonna rush for eight touchdowns and kind of fill in and spot like oh my god like we're going to the super bowl right this is wild And again they almost did it was a team that struggled early on they had that 2-0 and start lost five or six after that and then uh, from there it was a seven and two team down the stretch the only losses were one score games in seattle in tennessee um you know, not a lot of shame losing those games. Those are tough, tough ish teams. The Seattle one I wouldn't have I wouldn't have really wanted, but uh everyone was losing to Tennessee in that stretch, so such is life. And then they did the damn thing as a wild card. They were the third team out of the division. Actually finished behind the Cardinals. Yeah. And uh yeah, how about the NFC Succeed. West represent in the playoffs? They yeah, so they won two road games against the boys, which I no one felt easy. The Packers one was surprising. And we talked about this a little bit in the Packers preview. That was just a, an absolute garbage performance by green Bay. The, the game plan, everything surrounding it, not sure what happened there, but the Niners were the beneficiaries of that. And they lost a really close game to the Rams and hoping to build it. I mean, that, that was the building block season where you're hoping, Hey, what if we're healthy? And what if we have a good quarterback? It's hard to improve upon almost going to the Super Bowl, but it feels like just getting Lance out there, seeing him play well, even in a in a maybe a season where you don't do all that feels almost better than last year. Cuz what they did last year in the playoffs did not feel sustainable given what they were doing.
1: I would agree with that. Um man I, just looking at the 2021 campaign for this Niners team, I lost a lot of money <laughs> betting these games. I bet a lot of the Niners games, and I think I would have to go back and look at my records, but I, this has to be the poorest of any team in terms of return on investment. Um, they punked me a ton. Uh, after coming out of their bye week uh, in the in the, in the the uh, bomb cyclone, losing to the Colts hurt, um, the uh, both losses to the Cardinals were crazy. How about that? How about you make the playoffs when you lose both games to the Cardinals and both games to the Seahawks? Um 0-4 against uh, uh two two teams in division, and you still make the playoffs is, is pretty crazy. Um they had this funny thing going where they were unpredictable in terms of when they were peaking and 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 trothing, trothing, you know, like uh usually. On a team has a down week, and you're like, "Okay, market's overreacting. They're going to be a good back this week." Well, for the Niners, it was like a two-week cycle for them of down, down, up, up. It was really, really tough to get a read on them any given week. Yeah, they,
0: they were like the Konami code: down, yeah. down, up, up, down, side down, up, right, up, right, right, up, left, side, like, yeah, oh up, my, right. yeah. It was, it was, it was a hard team to predict from week to week, and
1: with um, one exception, they had the Rams number. They had yeah Sean, yeah Kyle Shanahan he's got Sean McVay. There was the number. weird the weird cycle yeah. the NFC West yeah. cycle
0: that we uh, talked about so much last year. Yeah. There was it was yeah. yeah like if they were that's the flow chart. It's like yeah is is this an NFC West team? Yes, all right. Are they playing another NFC West team? If it's yes, all right, bet <laughs> because you know who's gonna win this game. <laughs> no stay away who knows what's gonna
1: happen <laughs> who knows what's game. gonna happen yeah, the, yeah there, there was ahead.
0: a lot of those games where it just felt like yeah. we knew we knew it was gonna happen based on who yeah. had whose number and and a big part of the success was and i should pull up suma's tweet about nick mullins having like a better epa than i can't remember who it was and it was just like hey shanny did that shanny yeah, of course shanny oh, we'll, may not we'll, be the yeah. perfect we'll, coach put- but yeah. the scheme, the scheme is what really, because you can say like Jimmy Garoppolo is not that good. No, he's not. But he was, I don't, I don't know how coachable he was, but he did what was asked. Like, Hey, we have all these playmakers and Dude. our, we're, we're a yak based offense. Get you, the ball to this yeah. guy, to that guy, to the new young guy, at and, and just let them yak the hell out of it. And yeah. the offense is going to be good enough to get us into the playoffs. Despite, you know, the fact that we're going to move on from you as soon as we can here. It it had to be a weird dynamic. Um,
1: Let's put a pin in the Shanahan and the system for 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 a second, but I agree with your, all your takes. I have some numbers for you that are going to make your head spin in a minute. Um, But 2021 was a weird year. They deserved to be in the playoffs in my opinion, just overall strength of the team. Um, the fact that they clawed their way back from two and four to make the playoffs is admirable. Uh, A couple of hard fought overtime wins against the Bengals and Rams were, you know, kind of like proof of concept that this team was, you know, was, was trying hard and playing hard. And you had veterans who had been to a Super Bowl who knew that, that like, Hey, we are in win now mode. I don't care if Jimmy G is not going to ultimately get us there. And Trey Lance is not ready. Like we want to win. Right. Like that was kind of the, it was like the locker room itself. And, you know, to a degree, Shanahan, hey, you don't know how many bites at the apple you're going to get. Like when you have a team that is healthy ish, healthy for them, and is this talented, you got to go for it. And the fact that they didn't, you know, that they drafted Lance as highly as they did in the lead up to the season and that he had so little. Experience coming in that it was going to be basically impossible for them to truly succeed with him at the helm last year. Um, you know they go with Jimmy G instead, and they oh they almost got to this freaking Super Bowl, which is crazy crazy because down the stretch Jimmy G had uh, what torn labrum in his throwing shoulder and a broken thumb, right? Like he had like meaningful injuries that were limiting his ability to play the quarterback position and. They still went out there and beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. They still went out there and went, uh, you know, that they, they hung, a, an L in Jerry world. And then you said it, they were a dropped interception away from three straight road wins in the playoffs and a second super bowl appearance in three years, which is un untru- like kind of unbelievable considering the state of the quarterback in terms of health, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, they, they're bringing it all back and they're doing it with a new quarterback who now has had a full off season of getting first team reps. And presumably this is a stronger team uh, with, uh, you know, similar, cha- you know, similarly difficult schedule, but, uh, you know, and getting easier, Russell Wilson's gone, he was your bugaboo. Russell Wilson was, I mean, talk about uh, sort of the uh, a key, perfect key, fitting into a defense Russell Wilson had no answer for the Rams defense and he had every answer for the Niners which is wild and uh, and it's it, you know they with a uh, with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo they probably beat the Rams uh, in that NFC Championship game and go to the Super Bowl and you know, with the with so much inexperience on the other side, they may they may win there. Their it wouldn't have been shocking. Um, and so, even though you stand back and like kind of look at the overall of 2021, and you're like, God damn, they made an NFC Championship game. This they should be very proud of themselves. They're probably like a little disappointed that they didn't get, you know, you know, capitalize on what was their opportunity this year. Do you agree with that? That would have been a fun
0: Super Bowl. I'm not sure I feel so Niners 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 secondary would have got exposed a little Niners but the Niners off yeah the Niners offense would have matched up very well it would have been an over game that would have been a a, I think there would have been a lot more scoring in that one that we saw in like I think it would have been about a pick them 2017 I yeah that's a fair price
1: we only had 29 points scored in an overtime game where I think there were nine points in overtime yeah. yeah, there were. Bengals got a field goal and Niners came back and scored the game winning touchdown. So, you know, you might have had a lowish total. My total probably would have been about 49. Um, I think it would have been a pick 'em though. Uh the game in San Francisco was Niners minus one and a half. Um oh no, excuse me. That was in that was in Paul Brown Stadium. Oh wow, Niners were favored by one and a half in yeah, but Tennessee? I mean
0: at, at that point in the year the it was week fourteen. Different- I know, but they—they just—they got that game at the end of the year against the the Chiefs, and then they made yeah, it to the right, Super right, Bowl. Right. True, and it's—it has still been close. Maybe Niners minus one or two. I can I can live with that. But okay, we're not here to we're not here to debate the past. We're here to <laughs> take a look at the future of this team because this is the most murky of them all. Based on yeah. hey shit, there's a lot of skilled players, and it is almost like. It's almost like the Rams last year. Uh you know, they're a little more depth, although they did lose some depth here and there because you can't keep everyone. But it is, you know, the the Rams went all in on a quarterback that hadn't done a lot because they were on a bad team. Mm-hmm. And it was that was our main argument. It's like, man, does does Stafford move the needle enough? Is this is this a a true final piece to make this star-studded cast? in, you know, take it all the way and obviously they did that was something that we didn't really think was going to happen but same kind of thing there's a lot of skill position players maybe lacking in depth still lacking in the secondary a little But the the keystone here is your quarterback and you draft him high you're going to give him the keys this year and it does feel a little different because he's had the whole year of going through the NFL cycle getting used to the NFL life. He gets the whole camp with the keys to the car. He gets all the prep. He still is a guy who started like two games, never played a deep, you know, an FCS game. It's or FBS, excuse me. I always, I never can keep those two straight when I just spit them fast. But he, you know, he played for North Dakota State. That's a high level school at that level, but he's, it's not like he has a ton of experience in college either. This is like, uh, Trubisky if he played for a smaller school instead of uh, an ACC school. It's it's still a big question mark, big arm, athletic as hell. But, I mean, he looked lost when he was out there. And granted, he didn't have a ton of time with the ones because Jimmy was starting most of the season. So I really, I'm not a scout. I don't have a ton to say about this. I can tell you one thing. This is what the season hinges on. If Lance can play, he doesn't have to be, um, you know, Herbert stepping in like we talked about last week. He doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be Herbert coming in and being this amazing young player because we talked about what Jimmy G did right in this yak based offense. He just has to play within the scheme. Listen to fucking Shanahan, do what you're told, and then take advantage of your natural gifts when they, when, you know, when they're, when they want you to, when they are going to, I'm sure they're going to call some designed runs for you. Like you're fast and you're squirrely. They better take advantage of those things. And then when plays break down, that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to see like, if he has it or not, if he's able to work in, in a broken down play environment, where he has to make quick decisions, make quick reads, because a lot of the stuff he's not going to have to make like four or five reads. And they're, they're, they don't run this over the top offense. Like, just, just get shit quickly to Debo, get quickly to the running back, get stuff to Ayuk. Uh, you know, let's play some slants and slot bullshit. And let's just take advantage of all these guys who are so good with the ball in their hands, play within the scheme, play within the system. This team's going to be good. And yeah. if, if they don't do the thing where everyone gets injured every single year, um, I don't know. Like, do, do you think there's a, is there a, possibility he just can't even do that he's not even good enough to play on the level that Jimmy G played at last year I mean it's it's a non-zero I don't think it's big just it seems it seems like worse quarterbacks have been able to do quite a bit in a Shanahan system so I think I think the, the the floor isn't crazy low just because of the kind of offense they run and then if if the And that's what's fun about this team because he he's a wild card. Like this could be a – it's not like a Lamar year, but this guy can have a lot of rushing yards. Yeah. it could be what what we thought we'd see out of fields last year. You know, like, hey, you should run this guy a bunch. And, you know, the the offensive line is – at least it's strong on one side. And they they have a good running game. Um Yeah you know scheme. there's a lot of pluses to this a good, good scheme especially you know, hey run off tackle because look at that tackle that's going to work and they do have a good running scheme they have skill position players i just i don't know enough i don't i'm not going to sit and watch 10 hours of lance film from fargo and then try to tell you what i think like i i have no idea what to think about this this is why i'm probably not betting on this team preseason Because in my mind, I just don't know. I'm very uncertain about how this will go. I know they have really easy opponents to start the season. Like, if they're, and we're not, you know, we'll get to the schedule later, but I'll just say, like, Chicago and Seattle, you could do a lot worse as far as easing a rookie quarterback into his first year of being the guy. There are worse ways to start a season, especially when you do have the Rams on your schedule, you have Tampa Bay on your schedule, you have the chargers on your schedule, there's some pass rushes that would be just zero fun to have coming in, you know, coming for your first week or two there. So yeah, kind of a kind of a soft start. And that's where I yeah. wonder if we're gonna be, we're gonna be a little bit of uh, there's gonna be a little bit too much hype after it's like, Oh, man, he beat the shit out of Seattle. Like Seattle sucks, guys. Uh, we, you know now he has to go to Denver we'll see how that goes he has to play the rams we'll see how that goes so it's going to be it's not going to be a quick grading process for me that's for sure
1: no that rams game is especially interesting because you're going up against Aaron Donald who is uh, going to be facing a very very you know the because the, the turnover if we want to kind of zero in a little bit on who they lost they lost their center Alex Mack they lost their guard starting guard Lakin yep. Tomlinson Both of those guys were very good. Um, I have both of those guys making huge contributions last year overall. Um, That was a really, really good offensive line last year. So, the offensive line, they still have their best player in Trent Williams, but the middle is a big downgrade. And, you know, they coached Lincoln Tomlinson up from, you know, a guy that was drafted by the Lions and then given up on. Um and so maybe they can coach these guys up as well. Like that's not crazy to me. Um no, but they are funny. unknowns.
0: We we did a bunch of analogs to the Rams. This sounds like the Rams preview from two years ago. Sure. Where sure. we still had it was still a golf year, and that team was was that coming off a, a Super Bowl appearance?
1: And uh, they yeah, lost. I think they were. They'd, yeah, they were the lost. they lost, were, yeah, they lost
0: lo- and again, this is Jared uh, Goff, who is a known quantity, and we knew like uh, pressure up the middle is going to f him up, and we said that they'd lost some pieces on that offensive line, and you were very hesitant to think they would have nearly the success they would as they had the year before because of that. It's a uh, it's even tougher because you don't have a Jared Goff known quantity; you have a new quarterback. So, yeah, we'll see how that we'll see how that hashes out too. But yeah, it's just the question marks with the team are piling up. This is maybe the team for me that does have the true. Biggest variety of outcomes without throwing in the even before you get to the way that they're cursed with injuries. Just yeah. because of, be, between and I haven't got to the defense yet, but between the quarterback, the defensive secondary, and then the turnover at the offensive line, this team could suck shit. Like this team could <laughs> legit this, you know, if all those things turn out to be glaring and yeah. Lance just ain't it they That's play in a tougher like situation. Yeah. They have some, yeah, it's like a 5-win team but like you know, maybe if they if they're able to scheme help for the corners, if these offensive linemen that are stepping in uh work out at least to a league average or better yeah. spot and Lance works, he works within the system, it's like a 14-win team maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So it's I don't have I mean, I have some long shot tickets on Lance to an MVP just because I thought the price was stupid. Because there is a ten percent chance that Lance comes in this season in this system and gives you Lamar Jackson year two kind of a production. And in that world where you know he's threatening the the touchdown record, rushing touchdown record, and he's thrown for four thousand yards, like he's going to be in the discussion if the Niners have you know thirteen wins in and in a soft NFC, right? Uh so there's a path, a 10% chance outcomes that puts him in that conversation. The m- m- the meat of the distribution is he has ups and downs because he is a first year starter, but because of Shanahan's system and in general the talent around him on offense, you're getting better than league average out of him this year, even with the ups and downs, right? And then that last outcome you said, which I also think is pretty slim, is that he is just not ready yet, and he's making mistakes that take them out of games, and like specifically, uh, kind of dooming what is an otherwise team that is ready to win now. Um, so yeah, this is this is wild because of the broad the broadness of the distribution. Um, I will say that the. Um, I think the in general, the wind total expectation, the market powerings, all that stuff looks about right to me as far as a median. Um, but I do think there is ways to way, there are ways to capture value on the extremes. Um, the I guess last thought on Lance here um, a lot the, the, and before you know kind of before moving on to Shanahan and what he's been able to accomplish. Lance is a very different style of quarterback than we've ever really seen with Shanahan, right? Like he's not uh you know like like Shanahan got unbelievable unbelievable EPA per play out of Jimmy Garoppolo. We know exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He is better than average QB, but you go back to 2012 and he is top 6 among all quarterbacks that have taken snaps. And it is a meaningful sample size. He is above the likes of Deshaun Watson. He is above Justin Herbert. He's above Lamar Jackson, Tony Romo, uh, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson in EPA per play. That's absolutely crazy that Jibby Garoppolo is in that rare air. The only quarterbacks in that time window going back to 2012 who were better than him in EPA per play were Breeze, Brady, Rogers, Manning, and Mahomes. Like, this is rare air, and you're Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you kind of look at how he got it done, I thought you think you said it well. Like, it was a lot of yak, it was a lot of scheming, and it was a lot of Shanahan pushing the right buttons and just doing a masterful job of sequencing and play calling in game. And the, but this tool set that Jimmy Garoppolo had, and even yeah. to that degree, Sudfeld and uh, who was the other guy, Beat Hard, like these other guys who have less than superlative tool sets that he got a pretty incredible production out of like they all kind of fit a similar mold and Lance is very different in this in the stat bomb chart of like what they bring to the game his most dangerous weapon is his deep ball through the air and and his ground game is you know potentially game breaking and I you know so I, I am dying to find out how this fits with what
0: Shanahan wants to try
1: to do. I'm dying,
0: that's why, And that's why <laughs> I know, and that's why, like, even and God bless him. This was the Trayvon Walker pick before Trayvon Walker was Trayvon Walker. Like, we made money off this pick. It didn't make any sense. Like the Mac Jones pick made sense. Hey, that's a guy that really fits into Shanahan's system. Like he could do like that guy's going to Pro Bowls without even like trying that hard because that system is perfect for a Mac Jones and it just, it didn't make a ton of sense. And I am still trying to make sense of that. And like you said, the the Jimmy G numbers are probably uh, as much of a product of the system and the tools. It's like, you know, you or me trying to fix a TV, I'm not going to do that myself, but if you give me the best tools in the world and a NASA engineer to like guide me, I'm going to look a lot smarter than I was like just the, the tools and the guy guiding you can really make somebody like Jimmy G look a lot better. And that was, that is what Shanahan does. That's what Shanahan's been. And as much as I ragged on him for really costing him a trip to the Super bowl, with decision-making like head coaching, decision-making is not the same as offensive game planning and scheming. And he's as good as it gets, as far as I'm concerned for that right now in the NFL and, that's why a guy that it's going to be funny, like buyer beware. When you trade for Jimmy G, I worry about, and again, Cleveland. Cleveland has enough tools in the in the wide receiver room to probably make him look good. The Giants thing, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. That would be a bad, probably a bad situation just based on everything else around him. Uh, there's a few spots I, I think he could thrive, but maybe not like he has. So kudos to Mr. Shanahan. You made a you took a team like that and you, you pretty much took him to the goddamn Super Bowl last year and I like you said the the fit for Trey Lance into this offense is weird so do you do you change Trey Lance or do you change the offense and I I think well it's, yeah they, I think
1: it's the they, former they
0: drafted him with eyes open I know that's the thing. They yeah. it's not like yeah. they didn't. It's not like they didn't know who he was, or yeah. what what kind of game he played, or where his strengths were. So right, really, if they wanted
1: if they wanted Mac Jones, they could have taken him.
0: Yeah, that that's where again I'm puzzled. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So and that, anyway, and that's where I, they got the guy. That, they got the guy with the high upside, and we get to find out if he's ready to uh, capitalize on that upside this year. And I cannot wait because flashes we've seen in preseason. He looks ready. <laughs> I mean, he certainly didn't uh, uh shy away from uh going for it against the Packers in preseason week 1 and you know, it's it's obviously stupid to read too much into that cuz Packers were playing, you know, their their backups and not scheming their you know, defense effectively, but um yeah, it's I I find it to be um pretty uh pretty you know, probably the most exciting subplot of the first quarter of this season is actually seeing him take real game snaps. And if it ultimately is like he fin- finishes in the middle of his range and he beats the bad teams and he loses to the good teams. And he's great when he's in a clean pocket and he struggles under pressure. And it's just kind of all this fizzles. And we're like, yeah, you know, they're fine. You know, it's, it, then I'd be a little disappointed, I guess. <laughs> but um, Shanahan is, uh, is at least in this, at this moment, um, I believe the kind of the preeminent offensive mind in the NFL,
0: and that's and, and that's why I, th- I think it'll. Like yeah. I, I lean towards the the upside of. It doesn't matter what Lance's skill set is or how little experience he has. Shanahan, he's the he's the guy in the you know in the kitchen baking this cake, and I trust yeah. him with whoever you put behind center. And the upside you have with him is like. You know, uh, this was the offense. It's it's a lot of little short intermediate yak stuff, but like, it seems like anybody can do that. So maybe that's Shanahan's thought process here is like, I can get anybody in this draft can do that. Justin Fields can do that. You know, Mac Jones can do that. Any of these guys can do that. Like God, God help us. And Trevor Lawrence would be, that would be awesome. Would happen, <laughs> you know, if, if we'd lost a couple extra games or if we had a better pick, um but any guy can do that but lance has like this other skill set that we can add to it what if i could take everything i do great everything we've done great and add uh, a little bit of an over over the top deep ball kind of uh, element threat, to yeah, it right yeah just I, that I, threat
1: I, yeah presumably like, if he can complete those passes if you can provide him protection and you have mahomes 2.0 on your hands in terms of you know the the ability to hit a home run Uh, you know you could take what is again in my opinion at least the most dynamic offensive system across the entire league and you put it on steroids and that will be amazing to see like it may not happen this year but presumably if Trey Lance kind of fully develops into the role of NFL starting quarterback under Kyle Kyle Shanahan then uh, you're talking about like Ravens 2019, Chiefs 2020 type of, uh, you know, we're we're threatening some some really really big time uh, offensive benchmarks, and it's going to be awesome to see uh, the supporting cast that Shanahan has to work with. Unbelievable, Debo Samuel, unbelievable. Brandon Ayuk was better last year than people remember, and he's having the best camp of basically any player. Uh, that you know that is was you know kind of in that time window to take a leap. Um, they have depth at running back, and even that doesn't appear to matter because they can take a six round guy like Elijah Mitchell and turn him into uh, you know a bona fide top ten guy. Uh, based Ju- on, Juwan the Jennings showed.
0: Joan Jennings showed things last year. Like he he filled in spots and looked pretty good. Like you you probably have three pretty good wide receivers. We haven't even said the word George Kittle. George yet.
1: Kittle, sure. He's yeah.
0: maybe not what he was a year or two ago, and he's been dinged up, but uh, his high end is the you know, maybe the best tight end in the league, not named Kelsey. And yeah, maybe yeah. and honestly, maybe just as good. Both of the Kelsey's not as young as he was. So and yeah, running back still. Well, Kittle's matter. younger. Kittle's a lot like, younger than Kelsey. No, I know, but he's been just banged up. Like yeah, injury right, right. injury age is not good. And then no. The best fullback in the league, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. just checks
0: like like seven true fullbacks anymore. Uh, the offensive line questionable. We haven't talked much defense. Obviously the front the front four is going to be good. The secondary is questionable. Not uh, you think you think uh, this I is mean, questionable. I, I like the I like the Ward pickup, but it, it's mm-hmm. not their strongest spot. That's
1: no, 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 no. But like it, it, I, don't, uh, I don't think it's
0: like the like the the floor isn't a bad secondary, but it's it's not their strongest spot.
1: It's not their strongest spot, but you could have said that about the Niners defense the last five years, and they mm-hmm. are still a lot of those, a bunch of those years, they were the number one defense. <laughs> so it doesn't seem to matter to them because of the way that they run their defense in general and you know they subscribe to the wave after wave of young uh, able-bodied pass rushers to make up for the fact that they have a couple of guys who are a little bit questionable on the defensive you know in the defensive secondary looks like the starting left cornerback is emmanuel mosley um mosley i have as basic he's a little bit better than league average um On the right, you have Charverius Ward, who I have a decent grade on last year. Um, Not like running to say these guys are going to be better than people realize, but um, they're definitely better than replacement level. Jimmy Ward's a decent safety. No idea what to expect out of the other fellow there. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga is your starting strong safety. Uh, Do you know anything about him?
0: No. And and maybe a quick point to the second to the secondary, like the Ward pickup made sense. That was a good pickup because you needed some help there. But again, a mm-hmm. big a big way to to help your secondary is to get pressure without blitzing. They don't blitz much, like that. Yeah. That's keeping keeping your safeties back, keeping you know just extra bodies back there to help in coverage, and still getting a shitload of pressure. So. I just, asked, be, uh, I just asked uh, just
1: friends, I just asked one of our friends. I asked one of our friends who's a USC guy what he thought of uh Talanoa. He says he's the next next coming of Troy Polamalu. So
0: um
1: that's pretty pretty high praise. Um we'll see. If it's but, the one no, I am thinking was... of like he thinks
0: the player is going to be the next coming of everything. <laughs> but, no, I, I I in one of the previews I did read read cuz yeah, the USC kid yeah, I don't know.
1: he's from USC. We'll, we'll he's a sixth round pick, uh, You know, no, no yeah, idea what we'll to see. expect. Yeah, you're you're asking a lot for that role this quickly, but he's, uh, you know, you you know, he, he's playing behind an elite linebacking core. Uh, Fred Warner uh, is amazing. Drake Greenlaw is amazing. Uh, Aziz Al Shayer was a surprisingly positive last year, and this is a guy, I think he was like a undrafted free agent, but he was he was great last year, um, and then. The defensive line which we mentioned nick bosa is uh is all uh all pro unless he's against russell wilson in which case he never manages to seem to tackle him he can only get him to you know buy the shoelaces um play
0: denver this year
1: <laughs> i know that's gonna be a fun one uh excited to see nick bosa versus russell wilson for old time sick um the uh the uh, the only problem on this roster besides the questions about the offensive line is special teams where your boy Joey Sly is the place kicker who tends to miss quite a few kicks here. Um,
0: score touchdowns, go for two. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, maybe Robbie Gold ultimately gets the uh, gets the gig there. Um, I'm not sure why Joey Sly is on the roster, frankly. Um,
0: let's, uh, let's take a look at their year because I brought up, I've already brought up the soft start and then the Denver game. But Yeah, it is a, an NFC team. So you do get the extra, you know, extra home game this year, I guess, which is nice, but there's a lot of top teams. Like you're playing Kansas city. You're playing the Rams. You're playing the chargers. Obviously you play the Rams again. That's a, Tampa later in the season. We think highly of New Orleans. That's maybe not a, a game where you can be actually favored by four in that spot. And there's some duds on there. I mean, you do get Seattle twice, which is nice. Washington should be a a win. You get Atlanta should be a win. Carolina and the Baker Mayfield experience that'll be interesting at that point in the season. So I mean, it, it, unbalanced, maybe best way to put it, but there's some nice stretches for yourself too, especially you take that Tampa game out after the buy. You can make a, you can make a similar run to last year where it's like, Oh man, they got hot in the second half of the season. Absolutely yeah, the tra- true. The Chargers. Ta- and we'll see. We'll see with Tampa Bay. We'll see. Who, uh, that might be the, are you going to say it or should I, is that the, a revenge game?
1: A for the revenge program? game for Jimmy
0: G. <laughs> Jimmy G revenge game. No,
1: I, uh, I'm starting to, feel like uh i was a little little too over my uh over my skis on this tom brady thing um but boy oh boy if tom brady decides he doesn't want to play this season jimmy g and tampa bay would be one hell of a uh, uh a coup uh for san francisco frankly because i don't know really, i don't really know what they do with jimmy g at this point there's a lot of teams that could upgrade quarterback immediately by trading for him but nobody seems inclined to do that so we'll see um the uh the general uh, read here is your most of your travel and a lot of your hardship comes early. both mm-hmm. games against the Rams before you bye, So you basically you gotta go you gotta face Aaron Donald twice with a gelling O line and a young quarterback, which is and you know it's a little 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 concerned about those two games. KC um, also a tough matchup for you. Um, Denver interesting matchup for you. Uh, the rest of those games, though, four very soft ones that Chicago, Seattle start tough to find any team that has an easier first two games on their schedule than San Francisco, um, Carolina, Atlanta, back to back is interesting, too. So I, you'll see on the travel that is bright orange. That's one of the more difficult travel windows for any team. I think it's highly likely that San Francisco elects to stay on the East Coast between those two games
0: eliminating so.
1: any travel in the second portion there um which would be a big deal for just in general getting this team to gel like chanahan has employed that early season mini camp uh east coast deal uh very successfully in the past um i'm gonna go ahead and predict now they stay at the Greenbrier uh the week of uh of october 9th uh in in an effort to to really bring that team together before they go and and just beat the Atlanta Falcons by 55 points. Um,
0: <laughs> um and then yeah I mean even the second half of the season we're so dangerously close to being like fuck they don't travel at all. But it's, that it's Arizona that, that Arizona game is their worst travel spot because it's international. It's and Mexico even that City, it looked though. it's a 4-hour flight. So, yeah. so the bay, the bay of Mexico City for uh, i don't know how to say it that well but I, that was good i think i kind of nailed it that's your only nasty travel spot and it's not a true road game arizona has to travel too and i mean phoenix to that it's a, it's a couple hour flight as well so your one road game that you actually do travel a little bit for is mitigated because it's not an actual road game
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: the other ones are just up the coast a little to Seattle, and then over to Vegas. So, second half of the season after the bye, nice travel. Super, lot of super, games. super,
1: super. And you know what? Not just home games, and but home games that are bright, that are bright green. Games. Yeah, right. Home games that are bright green. You're welcoming East Coast travelers. Miami.
0: Miami has to come. Oh, Washington yeah. Mike
1: Mike come. McDaniel. Mike McDaniel back into town. Uh, Tampa Bay, Washington. Uh, Yeah, even that Vegas game that you mentioned there, that's a that's a uh, small advantage for them because Vegas has got a couple of tough weeks of travel leading up to Mm -hmm. that game. San Francisco's at home, uh, you know, before and so generally speaking, uh, difficult travel early, but they can mitigate that by staying on the East Coast and then easy, easy
0: late. My Um, only worry about that is you're going to be in Las Vegas for New Year's Eve. Like of all the, yeah. you know, you talk about the Vegas <laughs> with hockey with hockey teams. Of all the yeah. times where it's gonna be like, hey guys, don't go have any fun in Las Vegas. It's gonna Ooh. be being there, man. I'd look at like, can we go there the morning of? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to get there the day before and like put people in lockdown. But boy, that's a that's a funny spot. Ooh. They're grown man. Is this is their spot. job, but. And if I'm Trey Lance, I'm young. I'm young. I'm partying.
1: Yeah. Ooh. That, that might be a,
0: that might be a uh, the whole that crew one. rolls out of the strip club in varsity blues kind of situation. And then it looked like shit. And Coach Kilmer. Is that the name? I haven't yeah. Seen Bud Kilmer. A long time. Yeah. Bud Kilmer. Just chewing ass. So yeah. ooh, we'll see about that. But uh, again, it, it's hard to evaluate a lot of this with, A team we just said we don't really know how good they'll be because of the big, big, big question mark. Although if it works out, it's not a schedule where you can't win this division.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're live, for sure.
0: Which brings me to their odds to win the West, the Super Bowl, and everything else. 16-1 to to win the Super Bowl, which maybe sounds short, but it's still the NFC where everyone is going to supposedly, supposedly a little bit of an easier path. Uh 750 NFC plus 175 to win the West, almost minus 200 to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And a
0: win total that is essentially a 10. 10. what we continue the, the Varsity Blues theme. Oh god, dude. Um, um I'm not I'm not getting involved in this team preseason It's kind of my no. If you want to get involved, get involved big like Alt yeah. win total or to win yeah. the super yeah. bowl to take the big number the take one the high seed, variance number. yeah
1: i mean even nfc west of plus 175 isn't crazy um either things work out and they're good or you know stafford's elbow becomes a thing um all of a sudden they're like you know that number ev- gets you know evaporates um yeah it's a i don't see much bettable in the uh in the in the on the card here um and i also like as you, i i'm throwing a little cold water on super bowl this year i think trey lance having
0: first time trey playoff, yeah I, I,
1: trey lance having a lamar jackson kind of an arc where he is like breaks out and is like the abs you know is is an MVP candidate or, and or MVP. Um, and then is a huge favorite at home after having a buy, and somebody comes and punks them. Like that's kind of feels like how this goes. <laughs> <That's> an, <laughs> if, that's an, if, yeah. You know, like if if he hits his ten percent window of elite out of the gate, um,
0: I worry about him in the playoffs. So, what is your uh, yeah? What is your betting plan then? Because yeah. It, but if I had to bet on this team, it'd be an alt win total over.
1: That's a good one. I think that's still bettable.
0: Two two to one on, if I could get close to two to one on to win the West. Um, And again, some of that does hinge on the Stafford elbow thing, which we're going to get to in the next podcast. Yeah.
1: The fact that down the stretch, the schedule is so good for them. And the fact that their tough spots are against bad teams early where they can, you know, really potentially, uh, you know, their tough travel spots are against bad teams. I, I, this team can eke out 12 wins, I think. So over 11 and a half is an interesting look. Uh If you can find that, that's probably in the two plus 250 ish range. I would guess. Yeah. Um, That'd be bettable. I think 12 wins is is entirely reasonable for these guys. If, Most wins if, in if the NFC. Go, if it goes right. Yeah. One seed if, if it goes right, wins like 12 wins is where they land. If it goes wrong, this is like a, You know, six seven win team. I don't see a ton of like them landing squarely around nine, (laughs) you know. Like that seems I mean, I guess that's possible if you have some good weeks, some bad weeks out of trade, but um that's boring. So I hope that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. I guess um final thought. The teams I'm least willing to bet on preseason and have the least amount of like conviction about are gonna be the teams i watch the most like i'm very excited to watch this team to see what will happen with lance yeah i I probably won't i probably won't be making many bets preseason
1: especially week one against chicago i mean talk about uh you couldn't have scripted a better way to start your for sure for sure you know your 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 year two campaign so